0: Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins.
1: And I'm Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill podcast. All right, guys. Welcome back. We know that uh, we've missed a few weeks. Of course, a lot's been going on. Yes. Uh, Vince has been quarantined away uh, in the in the secret location of Solitude. Yes. Uh, down, down Somewhere down south of us. And yes. uh, boy... When he quarantines and he he gets a, a moment to take a break, he comes back and preaches fire.
0: <laughs> Amen. Yes, uh, yeah. It, you know, it's been interesting. My I, my wife and I both have COVID. Uh, I got it first. At least I got the first test result. Um, and so praise God, I've been um, you know very mild symptoms. Um, I'm done with my quarantine. Of course, my wife is still in quarantine until Wednesday. For me, for us, it never got too bad. So, thanks for the prayers of all the brothers and sisters. And it's just honestly, it's a, it's a miracle from God. So we're really grateful. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a lupus, which is a kind of an underlying condition, but uh, God was merciful, um, and so I'm doing well. Amen. But Amen. Um, yes, it is uh, great to be back together with everyone. And uh, yeah, it's been it's encouraging to be able to
1: preach today, brother. Thank you. Oh man. And, uh, and what a phenomenal job. If you haven't listened to the sermon yet, which I'm really making this one of those sermons, I need everyone that I know to hear it um, because it's such a great reminder of what we, of what we fell in love with uh, when we first got to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the text you covered with was Acts chapter 2, 1 through 13. Was sure. it the sermon? Wasn't was the big the big moment. It was the it was the lead up to the question, what what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And you would think with a sermon like that, there wouldn't just be a whole lot to say, but it's, it's just the opposite. And the one thing that I love that you did, Vince, is that you took us into some really good context. You know, kind of reminding us what the disciples were expecting out of Acts one, uh, reminding us what Jesus would uh, taught about the Spirit in Act in John chapter seven, and then you just kind of went in and you called all the things that were behind the scenes and you brought them out to the front, and then start applying them in amazing ways. Why don't you walk us through your thought process? Uh, because, again, this is a passage we've all read maybe a hundred. If you've been in the church since the 90s, yeah. you've read this passage a hundred times at least. No doubt. And so why don't you walk us through that process? Well,
0: you know, I mean, honestly, just for me, I, I was kind of saying beforehand, just uh, in my, I was on a spiritual retreat and then had the quarantine. And and so the book of Acts has just been, you know, I've read the book, last two weeks, I've probably read the book of Acts about five times, and um, and actually I've started reading it again, and so um, trying to really just sort of let that 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 you know book uh, just uh, pull everything out of me, and so the obviously the overwhelming theme of the book of Acts is just the power of the spirit, the work of the spirit, and so you know it, it's just that reminder. You did you talked about this last week. I mean, they're waiting in Jerusalem. For this spirit. And you know that this is that really dynamic moment. Uh, It's appropriately placed, obviously, because that's where it happened. But the 50 days past the Passover, the Pentecost, everyone's there. Jesus said, wait, this is what they're waiting. I don't even know if the guys knew what they were waiting for. Maybe when the people started to sort of show up for Pentecost, they started going, maybe something's going on here. But the whole scene is just absolutely incredible. And honestly, as we talked about this theme of good news, one of the first things that comes to mind if we talk about newsworthy is this. You know, you know if, 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 if 3,000 people gathered together and there was, you know, the, the, the sound of a tornado combined with fire and everything else and 3,000 people got baptized, This will be all over the news today. I'd like to think so. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. nothing else, just to ridicule it. Maybe the, 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 the mainstream media, maybe they'd be making fun. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't really know. Don't really care. But I just think this is newsworthy. It's such an incredible event. And what makes it newsworthy is what God, how God feels about humanity. And when you think about the whole God story from the beginning, and Jesus, and leading up to this moment, it when you understand—I mean, obviously, we know the backstory, but yeah. when you bring it, when you when you put it all together, it's just—it's remarkable. It's remarkable that we get to live in a time and get the Word canonized the way it is. And piece all of this together and just be amazed at God. Yeah,
1: and I think one of the things that you're referring to is as you made that comparison to Genesis 11 Mm -hmm. with the Tower of Babel and the nations being scattered, this is the reversal of Babel. Yeah. I was so happy that you brought that up because again, number one, it's just a phenomenal reminder. Yeah. Because it shows you the entire corpus of God's narrative. I mean, he had this in mind as he confused the language, That's you right. know, he was like going, don't worry. In a few thousand years, I'm going to bring them all right back. Come on now.
0: yeah, You know,
1: but I think the one thing that, uh, that I was so encouraged by is that there are those that listen to this message today my youngest daughter and probably all my daughters included they've not put that together yet yeah and i love this idea that they are going to get a chance to kind of wrestle with that great insight and wrestle with the fact that this has been god's plan from the beginning and i love that bro this this was one of those messages that just kept building and just kept building because it was shortly after that that the uh the ball started bouncing now, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are listening. You probably aren't watching the Zoom account, but uh Vince sits on a ball. And yeah. I watched him preach sermons in the past where you know, I know he's sitting on a ball. But today, the ball was bouncing. Vince could not help himself. He was just going for it. He, I mean, it was, my wife even said, does Vince sit on a chair or a ball? I mean, she was like going, whoa. And bro, what you did, it's like you shifted that gear that I think we've all been waiting for. You shifted that gear to remind us that this story is about us really taking ownership of what God has put inside of us. One of the things that you shared is that the same spirit that was poured out that day is the same spirit that was put inside of us. And it was, we were given the same call to declare the wonders of God. We were given the same target to declare it to the nations of the world. Uh, We were given to, we were given the same glory to, to, uh, to, to share with that and Man, it was just so so awesome, and uh, and and again, I that was one of those. I don't know if you wrote that at, in your sermon notes or if the spirit just took over. Maybe you could kind of talk about that.
0: Well, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I I was writing a lot of stuff. Mostly, what I wrote, to be honest, uh, part of our staff meetings on some Tuesdays, uh, at least from my perspective, um, we do some dwelling in the word together uh, as a staff. And, and really, I I look at that as kind of my discerning group, Um, you know, uh, you know, whatever they get out of that passage, I just, you know, I just figure it's the spirit of God moving through these people. And so I try to internalize that. And and I want to make that a part of my sermon as much as possible. So really just sitting around and it's cool because it's you and your wife, Kristen, and my wife, Robin, and and Ronnie, who's twenty something, and Jeff Hughes, who's twenty something, and Kendall, who's thirty, and his wife Mackenzie, who's thirty, and just all of these different perspectives. So, anyway, I think all of that was just coming to me. Probably more impacting. Uh, Kristen was just talking about the the glory of God and 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 God declaring God's wonders and how important that was. That when these guys when when they start speaking the language, what the people hear is them declaring the wonders of God. That's right. And, and to me, I just, Kristen brought that out. She goes, I just, Kristen goes, wow, that, that's just really amazing that that's, that's what mattered to God. You know what I mean? When he fills it with the Spirit, all I want you to do is declare my wonders. And then people get baptized. You're <laughs> well, like, what? I mean, so it's pretty amazing uh, that that happened. There's, there, there's no invitations to do anything. It's just declare the wonders of God. That's about all that's happening. So, I just found it, I don't know, remarkable. It it made it a lot simpler, the preach. I didn't feel a lot of pressure from that regard. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, it it.
1: absolutely does. Because again, I think a lot of times, you know, people assume that we as preachers, we, you know, as we're kind of preparing the sermon, that, that somehow, you know, we're just getting this, You know, no one ever says it, but it's like we have this special connection to God, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. But it's in. But I think it's important that we highlight that great preachers always incubate in community. Absolutely. Uh, And and you, the best Bible talk leader will do the same thing. The uh, the best discipler will do the same thing, and so. I, I love that you always bring that out. And, uh, and again, I adore it. It's the one thing that I think has been the greatest blessing and Kristen and I moved here mm. is that we now have a new ministry habit that we mm. will do for the rest of our lives. Amen. But, but Vince, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the end of your sermon and the lunch break questions. Amen. Uh, you gave us very, uh, you know, again, you kind of hear the sermon that is super stirring and you're starting to recognize, Oh, wow. I really am being called to get back to being a disciple, being evangelistic and all that. But then you, you, you kind of broke down the practicals in a way that forces us to really discuss and take ownership. And I was wondering if you could repeat those questions for us right now, Uh, just because I think as podcast listeners, uh, these are the questions we need to start answering for ourselves, and help others to answer in their daily lives. Amen. Well, the
0: first question is: you know, are we focused on God's glory in all things
1: right now? Yeah, and and when you when you when you frame that question, what were you what were you personally aiming at?
0: Well, it was really as I kind of reflect on where I mean, obviously, the the the, the glory of God is what was being preached. Uh, that obviously is what God felt like needed to be proclaimed and taught. That had such amazing impact. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of God's glory going on today. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think we, there's so many things to focus on. I use the word all things. I underlined it because I think. There are a lot of things going on around us today. Someone may consider them good news, someone may consider them bad news. Who knows, right? We're we're in a pandemic. Yeah. We're, we're having a lot of chaos with our political situation right now. So I think when we just think about God's glory, this is the best time to focus on God's glory and to put it in context of all things because there's a lot of discouragement around us right now. So I was really just thinking about everything that's going on. There's a lot. We've got racial tension. We've got ongoing racial tension. We've got ongoing political chaos. From my perspective, this is not the worst time ever, but hey, for some, it feels like that. So I just wanted to put in context, God's glory, that needs to be our focus. And it needs wow. to be applied to all things and right now so yeah that, that was really where I was so yeah
1: and I think I think how how it probably hit most of us you know I started thinking sort of like huh in all things mm-hmm. so what I do with my last half hour before night which for me is usually you know watching something dumb and mindless on tv mm-hmm. and kind of you know eating whatever I'm eating and then I'm like what if I brought that question into that moment yeah. would I watch the same stuff yeah would I, would I treat my body like that? And then I was like, oh, that's convicting. And then I thought, well, what about in my neighborhood as I see people and greet them? And how would I bring that question into that moment? And I guarantee I'd be a lot more uh, evangelistic, probably a lot more concerned about who they are and what they would do if I was just trying to glorify God. Um, and I, I just thought that question was so helpful. Now your your second question though kind of took it to the next level. Yeah. Are we passionate for the nations to
0: glorify God through good news? Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was when I, I heard the collective, and of course we're all muted, so I didn't actually hear it, but I heard the collective dude. <laughs> Every every the, the chat room just went ouch, you know. It was like, whoa, that's convicting. And of course, Indu had all these amazing spiritual you know, <laughs> things that, you know, I'm like, he probably had that already typed out and cut and paste because it's so fast with him. Um, right. You know, but but it was it was amazing that when we start thinking about ourselves, because that was my thought process. I started thinking of little moments, and then I thought, am I passionate about. The nations glorifying God, you know, because as a parent, you know, uh, you know, I have a I have a daughter about ready to graduate. She's thinking ministry, church planning. And there's a part of me that's kind of like, Yeah, shouldn't you just go keep it to the grindstone? Shouldn't mm. you just go ahead and finish your program? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna go back and get your OT. Is it wise to take a year off? But her mindset is what is so convicting because she's thinking. I have this one shot mm. to, to go and be somewhere on campus and to do, you know. And so it was amazing that that question just kind of reminded me like, yeah, that's where I've got to be. So, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's I mean, you're right. I mean, and of course, you think about I mean we want to be like God. And yeah. I tell you, God is passionate for the nations. God wants we know all men to be saved. And we are his instruments. That's why he poured out his spirit on us and in us. And so that's why we have the spirit, you know, to declare the wonders of God to all nations. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's not, so it's not so we can get a better job. That's <laughs> I mean, it's not just so we can get better education, all of which we're going to do. So, you anyway, know, I think that's important. The third question was, is our daily lives consciously dependent on god's holy spirit and uh the question i asked wow if the spirit withdrew from you this past week would you even know it
1: (laughs) yeah and it was it was funny because my daughter who was uh getting ready to listen to the lawrence service walked in and she was stopped dead in her tracks Mm -hmm. and and i'm glad i was on mute she was like what did he just say (laughs) And it's just the, the question is so it, it's, it's bone rattling. Yeah. If the Holy spirit was taken, would you even notice? Mm. And, you know, and again, I think, um, you know, I've been blessed because that sort of question has come up in staff Yeah. Or and so I was like, whew, <laughs> I've already had to wrestle through that one. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but that was one of those where, Man, I I wonder if uh, if our podcast listeners are taking the time. You've heard the sermon. You're listening to us now. It is that is that is that what's going on in your heart? Mm. You know, because again, I think when I when I when I think of just what I need to focus on, I have him with me all the time, and he just needs our attention. Yeah, it's good. Amen. And the last, well, not the
0: last question, because I actually ended with the first question, which is, what is this: you know, what does this mean? But the fourth question is: is it a daily desire of each member in our congregation to be a witness of Jesus to those who are lost? And of course, this is it's an old question for we old timers, right? Yeah. You know, this is an old. This is this is about as of old school of a question as we could probably imagine. But yeah, it's that it's that question. That, you know, do we still, do we care about witnessing to the loss? But is it our daily desire to do this? Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, God poured out the spirit, of course, and we were able to look in First in, uh, Peter chapter 2 there, and just sort of go through that. It's, it's like kind of teeing up next week's message where Peter gives the message. So we go to Peter a little later in life. And he yeah. sort of in later in life, kind of, you might say, kind of retelling the story. You know what I mean? Like, that, hey, that's, that's exactly I, what he's doing. I was there at the beginning. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We are the, 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 a holy nation, a royal priesthood. We belong to God. Once we weren't, but now we are, so that we may declare the praises. Or declare Ooh. the wonders. Peter got it. He totally understood it. He completely knew what it was about. And so, you know, it's pretty cool that uh, that uh, that uh, that you know we were able to kind of go there and kind of really led really uh, nicely into Kendall uh, Albert uh, doing the the uh, the communion talk. Following. Yeah, that boy, good. He could yeah. preach. He was good. He was good. And then of course, the last question is is again, what does this mean for you? So yeah, yeah, it's the spirit. I I wish I could say that it was me. It it really wasn't, it's the spirit. I'm I'm just really proud of what the spirit is doing. If you can be proud of the spirit, I think we can be proud of the spirit. We can. (laughs) I'm just proud of God, proud of the spirit uh just so grateful to be in the spirit Uh, you're right i think you were sharing earlier that i mean this is why we're doing the book of acts uh just god led us to this this theme of good news and so anyway i'm I'm super excited really grateful for your partnership brother amen Uh, grateful that we're tackling this book together uh this week we're gonna sit down and And Bill and I are going to look at the various stories in the book of Acts that we want to be kind of reporting on. Uh, Our theme is good news as a church. And so our goal in one sense, Bill and I, we want to be reporting on the good news in the book of Acts each week. And then, of course, taking those good news stories and wherever they take us. If they take us back to the Tower of Babel, then let's go there.
1: (laughs) If they take us
0: to a modern day story, let's go there. But let's just kind of, you know, watch these good news stories and let them, well, let them set us ablaze. Yeah. Like we get in Acts chapter two there. You know, we got wind and we got fire. And when you got wind and fire together, you got a blaze.
1: Amen. amen. And you add the earth to it and you have one of the greatest bands of all time. (laughs) So so we got that going for us. But bro, I thank you so much for re... Uh, reintroducing us to the vernacular of the old days, but doing it in new ways, Amen. and I, I think that is the desire of everyone in our generation. We want to get back to the good of what we know. Yeah. We want. We want to put ourselves in in the place where God has something to bless, something to pour out, something Amen. to do it. And I think today you gave us. Uh, the, the the right view of things it's about the glory of god amen yeah, it, it's about yeah. thinking of the spirit that's with you it's it's about having a desire yeah. just to glorify just to bring glory to your neighbors and and caring and and remembering that this is an all nations thing i mean and and to do that with without what you know kind of we were joking earlier it's like we weren't bathed yeah. in guilt you know okay. but that's we right. were we were definitely called to the mission, and when the church is on mission, we we do church right. That's right. That's right.
0: The church, it's, the only, it's the only way to do church right. Exactly, because we exactly. serve a missional God. Amen, Amen, brother. Amen, bro. Hey, well, hey, uh, guys, it's so great to have you. Thanks for joining us uh, on the podcast. Uh, I'm Vince, and I'm Bill, and uh, we'll see you. We'll catch you next week. All Get right. Good day.